We are all worthy, strong, and committed, and we are ready to go beyond our own limitations. Welcome back, my friends and loved ones, to the Rebel Minded Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, with my co-host, Thor, of course, and I'm here as a friend, a creator, a powerlifter, and a provocateur. And we are here to learn to question the one thing that keeps us from our best, ourselves. Join me as we dive deep to question and strengthen our communication and our vulnerability, create a healthier mind to commit to our goals, and how to give more to our lovers and the world. We're going to face the uncomfortable truths of what it means to be authentically and uniquely flawed, but awesome humans. So, let's get rebel-minded. Also, I'll bring in stories of all things powerlifting, Thor shenanigans, and probably some embarrassing mishaps. Let's do this. Welcome, 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 everybody, back to the RMP, the Rebel Minded Podcast. Uh, sorry, I was stretching a little bit. Um, how did everybody's week go? Uh, what what things happened? Let's let's reflect a little bit. I'll give you a couple seconds. Can you think of anything that was like super important or super beneficial or just like sticks out because of the good or the bad or you know, whatever it may be. Um, like I said before, I think it's good to reflect on our past week, see where we've been, see where we've gained. I think that's one of the biggest things is to build that mentality of like, how can I be grateful? How can I be appreciative? How can I be, how can I support myself in what I've done? Like what I've gone through, you know, have I, have I, can you note progress? Can you note emotion? Can you note you know, passion and authenticity, you know, organic being human things. Um, that's really what I try to do the most these days is like pay attention to am I being the human that I want to be? Am I being or, an organic human? Um, so I think my week pretty went pretty well. I've been having some tough go with powerlifting. If anybody out there is a powerlifter, um, or, or, you know, into any sort of competition, um, or, or goal setting that has to do with fitness and competition, y- you know, um, hitting, hitting numbers for me is, is where I'm at right now. Uh, the guy that I'm working with actually wants me to compete in May and I didn't, I'm not even sure if I'm ready, but my body's been kicking my ass. Um, and it's because I've made adjustments to my sumo deadlift and I've made adjustments to the width of my squat and it's left me wondering if that if those were the right moves you know I've got a lot of tightness in my in my hips and my glutes and my quads and uh the crazy thing is like you start asking opinions and you try to get perspective to help you decipher what's going on and you know to the best of your ability to figure out what's going on and remedy that right and it's doesn't it doesn't always come out clear but uh overall i think it was a good week so i hope you guys had a good week thanks for thanks for joining me again thanks for joining me and thor again he's he's definitely awake nope nope he's not even awake so we'll, we'll see how that progresses um he's a quiet one so the best you're gonna get is probably snoring so I kind of touched on a IGTV video today about some stuff that was going on about um, canceling and deleting and dismissing men and masculinity. And even though I've been hard on a lot of guys, that is definitely 
definitely not the answer. So if you haven't seen that and you are following me on my IG, um, which is Creed Soldier with a K, um, go watch that and tell me tell me what you think because it's been brought to my attention what some people out there are are starting to do about masculinity and labeling toxic masculinity as all masculinity and trying to get rid of masculinity it's it's mind-blowing but uh, I want to talk a little bit today about things that it kind of takes to be men today and it's it's not going to cover all things but today it's a it's perspective and i want to see if you not agree with me i want to see what you think of me and and this point of view this podcast has been you know me vomiting <laughs> all these things into an audio to see how people respond and it's been it's been a go but let's not get too distracted i'm so happy everyone is here and i love you all and uh i didn't realize how important this community is to me and the friends that i have around me that discuss all these things and the role models that i have and even the people that challenge me even though that's really tough to deal with um the, the friends and family that challenge me and uh, the, the people ahead of me that indirectly challenge me without knowing it. So without further ado, let's get into this next episode. This is episode 49, In Order for Men to Be Men. All right, let's, everybody, slow down a little bit. Slow down. Slowing down is like a requirement to process and analyze, and there's a difference between overanalyzing and analyzing, and I'll probably create some sort of content on that. But slowing down and being present enough and loving and accepting and empathetic enough to accept yourself and accept the world around you because you have no other choice, right? In order to be positively adding to, in other words. But just because I am a man, it doesn't mean I know all of them. It doesn't mean I know every other man. Just because I am a man, it doesn't mean that I know what they're thinking just because I am one. Not all the time anyway. I, I have to announce the fact that because I am what I am, a man, that I have a lot of the same instincts that other men do. The core things. I have the impulsive sexual urges fueled by visual attraction. I have the desire to be valuable to this world by working with my hands and my brain, creating and supporting others, and I react to threats that endanger what I love, including my people and my own projects and men are very similar to one another in a lot of ways actually in so many ways that we've been stereotyped actually but the stereotype itself is a lie the crazy thing about today's world is that it is so insanely busy that the amount of information that comes in 
forces us to simplify what we can. And that's even true when it comes to giving definition to each other. We group each other into these majoritative, all-encompassing things. And we can too easily assume what others are because of just a few experiences and what these stereotypes label us as. But what about asking ourselves, why do we have friends who betray us? Why do our dates always end up being with people that creep us out or show how psycho they are? When do we start questioning ourselves about the people that we see in the world instead of placing them in a stereotype? Have we ever asked ourselves where our attention is really at? Why do we notice all the shit and never notice all of the glorious parts of being human and what humans are doing? And I think that has a lot to do with the type of emotions that we get and how we respond to them. Uh, you know, the, the more hardcore, challenging, abrasive emotions are very easy to react to, you know, and make assumptions with. And the more positive ones come in slow and it, it takes, you know, a little bit of processing to, to understand why it's there and, you know, to be accepting of it and accepting of the people that cause that. So, but back to men, I want to stick to, <laughs> I want to stick to this episode being, you know, fairly specific. What do we all tend to know about men or what do we assume we know? They are rigid goal-oriented, logical, strong, powerful, very direct, challenging, tangible, forward, protective, competitive, to name just a few things. And you can add to that list. And I'm trying to, to kind of make an objective list, you know. Men in general are a lot of these things, if not all of them. It's probably a good way to describe the overall foundation of men. At least when we are separating the sexes, when we are talking about how they present themselves and how they take action on the world. And we could all probably mostly agree on these things. Like I said, it's, it's our simplified definition of men. Men have been pretty much this since forever. They have their place. We have our place. Women have their place. You could describe a caveman this way as easily as today's modern men. These qualities that make men and masculinity what they are. Now, I'm not saying this is all men. I'm saying that this is kind of a foundation. It's what we relate to as men. It's what other people outside of us relate to in order to know what we are. Do you know what else men get labeled as, though? Men get labeled as sexist, sex-driven, intimidating, violent, aggressive, out of control, emotionless, misogynistic, killers, users, self-absorbed, careless, and dangerous. Now, both of these definitions have two things in common, in my opinion. One, they are both a huge part of the masculine. They both define characteristics and behaviors of the masculine energy. The difference is the health of that masculine energy. And when speaking on mental health, the latter shows the potential destruction that men can and have done. That doesn't mean that we can dismiss masculinity. That doesn't mean that we can delete men. And number two, both of these definitely opposite descriptions are void of the many dimensions of a man, of men. We may be very similar as men, the way we think, act, 
behave, create, enough to know what to predict about our sex, probably. And the same goes for women. But let's stick with the men today. Men have so much more to them. And it really is time for the world to allow the space to see that. We don't only carry masculine energy, but we also carry feminine energy. We aren't actually emotionless. We just majoritively carry different emotions and act on emotions differently. And unfortunately, most men are suppressing their full range of emotion because of prepubescent trauma that was a suppression of the full spectrum of human emotion, hence the negative labeling of men and the labeling of masculinity, probably the foundation of the term toxic masculinity. But men want to love. They also want to be supported. They want to be emotionally seen. They want to be validated. They want to be understood. They want to be intimate. And they want to connect with their heart and soul. And in so many ways, men want to be the men that the world needs, that our women need. I've been pretty hard on men the last few years. I've seen the damage, the hostility, the careless action. And unfortunately, it was because I put myself above most other men. Because I myself had never caused so much pain and suffering in others like other men had. I was shaming men for being what they were. For not being in control. For being so destructive and inconsiderate. For causing more damage than me. I held myself in a better light. But there are things that I realized. I've done my damage. I've been destructive. I've been inconsiderate. I've been out of control. The level of damage isn't what matters. It's the fact that I've done the same things that so many other men have. And more importantly is, men don't need another attacker. I don't do myself or any of them any service if I throw up my own shield and play the stabby-stab game as if I'm something so different from them. And it only makes me as bad as the men I'm so harshly judging. So... To all the men out there listening, I hope some of you are, I'm sorry. I'm truly sorry. I'm sorry for expecting you to be saints. I'm sorry for holding you to a higher standard than even I hold myself. I'm sorry for blaming you for so much wrong in the world and not doing enough to help us all become the antidote to it. I'm sorry that I expected any of you to be without pain and insecurity and damage. I'm sorry to put more pressure on you than I do myself to be a better man. The world is amazing, but sometimes it turns back on us. And right now, men need other men for recognition, for validation, for support, and for strength in the battles to come, because I think it's going to get tough. Men don't need more enemies. They need more allies. Since women's liberation, it seems that the dynamic and the energy between the sexes has changed. And because of that, opinions have changed. And it seems to me, not in an accepting way. Not from everyone. The thing I think that is amazingly hard to understand by all of us now, in the present, is that just because our history teaches us of our wrongs, it doesn't mean that what we were wasn't the best for that time. And demonizing a particular party for what past generations have been and have done It's not actually an action toward change. What men were yesterday is not what we need today. In the 20th century, when men were providers and protectors, when they were more stoic, more direct, 
Society didn't expect much else, to be honest. There's a lot of knowledge we didn't have. There's a lot of wisdom we didn't have. Men did the work. Men made the money. Men stood between threats and their wives and children. They were held to a standard on which labeled you as a man. The expectation may have been more flawed and more primal then, but it was more simple than it is now. There's so much now that is different and probably far easier to understand and far easier to adhere to in that time. But what men are expected to be today is different. It is very different. It's not just what men were not supposed to be like back then. It's what we've learned about men and the emotional range that they also have compared to women. The mental health of men became very unstable when they didn't have support, when they felt alone and they were expected to be something unbreakable. Then in in the middle of that century, things started to drastically change. And the same time that men were overall expected to be the same men. Wars were over. There was more money and freedom. People had more ability to explore and enjoy themselves. Women were pushing for equality and were making a difference. Women were starting to make waves and show the strength and ability that they had. Contraception had been invented, and one more addition to female independence and independent decision was also provided. Women could choose partners as easily as men could. Women were growingly able to care for themselves in more way than one. And the need for a provider and a protector was no longer the most high priority. It changed how families worked and their capacity to stay together. The idea of what men needed to be was starting to change. And we've realized through the past few decades that women are strong. They are highly intelligent. Their empathy and emotional wisdom is crucial and they can teach us so very much. And women are so capable. And because of this, it's not only something that has been realized, it's also changed how the world works and how our relationships work. It's a dance. It's not a black and white. There's so much more spectrum now than there used to be. The rise of women and the wisdom that comes with them means things have been thrown out of balance and we haven't kept up, meaning men can't be the simple things that they were in the past. So it's not exactly saying that men have to be more It's that the energy has to balance out. When the world was more mechanical, when logic and tactic and physical power ruled through the industrial age and through wars, men were the best of what they knew how to be then. What was not expected of men was more expected of women. Men were providers and protectors, and women were caretakers and nurturers, and it worked back then. Even though there was flaw, even though there was things happening, even though there was damage, There was more balance at that time, and we can't exactly demonize it when we didn't have the knowledge and wisdom that we do today. We can't hate our past. But with the rise of women, with less war, with more understanding and more complexity, men can no longer stick to this old school version of us. It's not that it was fake. It's that it worked within its time. And to actually upgrade and meet our new women where they are at now, men have to upgrade too. It's time to make that change. But this is the problem that I have with extremists in, say, feminism. The feminist movement was there to empower women, to prove to the male world that women are damn strong and they have a larger footprint to give than just being bearers and caretakers of children. And I totally support this. I totally support this. Only as that power grew, it seems, 
some women decided to take their pain and their resentment with it, to shame men and belittle them for everything that they had done, to decide that women no longer need men. And can you imagine? Can you imagine being that? Being born, being raised, and learning that by default, who you were biologically was hated already. That being something that you can't change means that you have to endure the punishment of something that you never intended to be. No wonder they're running away. No wonder they're suppressing. No wonder they are too timid to flirt with women and to be a part of women's lives now. To know that you've never even had a chance to prove differently. And what about when you do? And you're a part of too small a majority to be recognized. I think we're starting to feel what you ladies felt probably all these years. Yes, I do understand this issue covers other biological permanents too, like being a female and being seen as an object and a caretaker, or being a person of color and having a stereotype put on you from day one. I'm not saying those aren't valid. They very much are, and I'm glad that we are turning around with these things. Whether you believe in the patriarchy or not, these types of suppression carry a lot of weight. What I am saying is that now is the opportunity to stop this one before it gets too far. In the past, it was ignorance. Thinking people of color were inferior, thinking of women as objects. Look, like it or not, women can't survive without men. And men cannot survive without women. No matter how mad women are at men for being inconsiderate, emotionless assholes. <laughs> I've said it so many times. Without women, men would destroy each other. Without the feminine, we would become machinery, cold dictators and destroyers. And without men, women would probably fall apart, contrary to belief. Women would lack direction and fortitude. They would fall into chaos without the rigid clarity of the masculine to break against. And if you disagree with me, go ahead. But this is what I believe is balance. Or at least, these are my simplistic theories. But I've never believed in harmony without balance. Things cannot work without contrast, without symbiotic relationship, without positive and negative energy. So, where am I going with all of this? I'm saying that men need space to make this growth. Now that we know what we're capable of, now that we know of all the bad things that are coming up, and now that we know there's nowhere to hide, now that we know that there's work to be done, we need the space. One outstanding attribute about men, the more you push, antagonize, or threaten, the harder they're probably going to close off. So in a space where men not only need to grow, but have no idea how to because no one ever taught them, men need the space. And men need to be shown that what they are asked to be is actually healthy for them, for their relationships, for their success, for their life satisfaction. From generations where most men were taught to only feel anger and happiness, where they were told their only aspirations should be success and money and a trophy wife, can men really be lashed for what they've been, for what they've been taught? Ignorance is bliss. But it's not always easy to prove anything against what most boys have been convinced to live for. Men today are not yesterday's men. We were just taught by them. Even in eternal misery, men are too afraid to face emotions and the pain that women have had years to understand and process. 
men in so many ways think that in their vulnerability and their asks for help, that they're going to be tricked, that they will be brought into the spotlight to be shown that they've gave in, to be shackled, to be beaten, like a spy that broke under pressure to never tell. The crazy part is, I thought I had figured out all of these men. I had separated myself from them because I didn't have a relationship with anger, that I never rose my own hand to women, that I listened to others, which was more me just waiting to talk and prove my own fucking points. What was really happening, though, is that I was just avoiding healing my own masculine. I had started to learn about feminine energy, knowing empathy and compassion and vulnerability, and that may have made me far more understanding and connected to women, but it left my masculine timid, small, unresponsive, and not taken care of. That's why I made a point to show that many men are in need of this space, whether he have an overbearing, aggressive masculine or a timid, quiet one. There's something that lies somewhere beyond both, something healthy, strong, attractive, bold, and effective. So many of us have a masculine that we need to heal and a feminine that we need to understand. We need the help of other men, and we need the help of the women. We need to understand the feminine in order to understand and hold better space for them. But we need to understand both energies in order to heal ourselves. Practice of the masculine in order to strengthen and purify our intentions of the world and our goals and practice of the feminine in order to connect better with our hearts and souls and our people. And that's the thing that has to be understood about damaged masculinity, I think. It will be expressed in action most of the time. Painful action. Action that shows the internal pain that men have not yet learned to process. And a pain that they have yet to have somebody hold them through. Just because men have the potential to be dangerous doesn't mean that they always are. And as such, I will do whatever I can, in whatever way that I can, to pay forward whatever I learn, to give strength and support and perspective to other men that will hear me, and women that will support the cause. What we should be questioning is, what can we do to help our men today be rid of what doesn't work anymore? The world is overrun with painful resentment and blame, What we need is a flourishing of support and guidance. So who will you be as a man? What will you do to better yourself? Will you listen to yourself and challenge the fuck out of your own perspective, especially when it gets uncomfortable? And ladies, instead of being mad at the men that are actually just the residue of yesterday's men, will you help them see? Will you give the space and the support for men to change and boys to be raised by healthy men. Masculinity isn't toxic. It's just damaged and in need of repair. So, question everything with an open mind and an open heart. (sighs) Stay rebel-minded, my beautiful people. This is your host, Zach. Out. Here we are again, at the end. I'm starting to tear up a little bit. And I just want you to know that I'm going to miss you. And I appreciate you. And I love you. And I hope that whatever you're after, 
you keep fighting for it. Your experience is uniquely your own, and so that means so are the challenges that you face. Stay strong, and don't let anyone diminish who you are or what you dream of being. As your friend and fellow flawed human, stay rebel-minded, my friends. Until next time.